We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along with Thursday edition. It's a bleak midwinter day here, is it not? Bleak yeah, midwinter? Yeah, you've, you've mentioned that in previous days. Well, it is. It's you know, we are in that... It looks exact... I feel like, again, we're in a little bit of a Groundhog Day situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's it's bleak is what it is. You know? mm-hmm. It's a big day for me, though. I, I got to say, you know, I, I look uh, every day at the national days, which I love because they're always like yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It's a big day for me. And I'm going to show you, you know, we are not streaming right now, but Kath, this is this national day. It's National Kazoo Day. It is National <gasps> Kazoo Day. Stop it. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the silliest instrument there's ever been. Look, my musical talent is minimal, but I play myself a mean kazoo. I don't want to brag. Wow, saying. John, I didn't know that until yeah. right this moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I played the kazoo <laughs> so much as a kid that my sisters despised it so deeply. Mm-hmm. They would they would hide kazoos. They would, like, throw them away. I, and I would just go and buy another one. I don't even care. Right. As only sisters can. Yeah. Right. Despise a little brother. Right. I had five sisters, and those kazoos were just... Uh, they'd set them down. They would find themselves into the trash. Oh, well, I, I, you know, I'd like to say that you could, would provide all the bumper music for today's program. Okay, fine. Maybe I'll do a little bumper music. Yeah, but I don't think I want you to. I forget that. I don't mean that seriously. <laughs> so you got the big sister vibe going. That's tough all. Tough to take after. No, I mean, I totally support you. It's just yeah. tough to take after a while. You know what I mean. Yeah, I do. I say it in love. All right. Uh, as we get underway uh, at the top of every show, Kath, please present for us right now the top four at four. All right, all of you, for Thursday, January 28th, 2021, number one, the General Motors Company has set a 2035 target date for, get ready for it, phasing out gasoline and diesel-powered vehicles from its showrooms globally. Uh Uh-huh. Among the first major automakers to put a timeline on transitioning to a fully electric lineup. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, this is a real about face for the company because vehicles that run on fossil fuels and emit pollution account for roughly 98% of GM's fleets (laughs) and all of its profit. (laughs) What's big oil going to say about that? All of its profit. The large pickup trucks and sport utility vehicles that are the company's biggest moneymakers are also among its least fuel efficient vehicles. GM, the nation's largest automaker by sales, announced its goal to eliminate all tailpipe pollution by 2035 and called it, quote, an aspiration. All right. We'll see what happens there. Aspiration. I think we're going to have to have like a pretty significant change between now and 2035 if that's going to be the case. Anyway, number two. 
The Biden administration vowed drug companies would make enough vaccine to immunize 300 million Americans by the end of the summer. But getting the vaccine from the factory to the arms of people has been anything but smooth. Uh, for of 47.2 million doses shipped to states and nursing homes. Listen to this. Only 24.6 million have actually been administered. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention reported on Thursday. So that's an aspiration, too. That's also aspiration. USA Today reports that the nation's slow rollout is affecting just about every state, of course, including here in Pennsylvania. A hospital in Arlington, Virginia, canceled 10,000 vaccine appointments citing the state's decision to send doses to county health departments rather than directly to hospitals and other health providers. In Minnesota, a vaccine lottery offered 8,000 appointments. But sadly, over 226,000 people had already signed up. I mean, you got to be kidding me. There's got to be a better way. All right. Number three. For decades, fewer and fewer Americans have been purchasing cigarettes. That is until 2020. The Wall Street Journal reports today that pre-pandemic U.S. cigarette unit sales have been falling at an accelerating rate as smokers quit or switch to alternatives like e-cigarettes. But that trend reversed itself last year as people in lockdown lit up more frequently and health concerns around e-cigarettes caused some vapors to switch back to cigarettes. People had more opportunities to smoke because they spent more time at home and apparently had more money to spend on cigarettes because they spent less on gas travel and entertainment. They also, in case you're wondering, drank more liquor too. All right. So during the pandemic, the virus will get you the liquor or the butts. (laughs) And number four, you remember that news story about the country of Ireland and how they determined that there was too much sugar in the bread served at Subway to actually still call it bread? You remember that? (laughs) Yeah. Uh Well, news comes today that Subway tuna may not be tuna either. Yeah. According to the Washington Post, Subway describes its tuna sandwich as, quote, freshly baked bread layered with flaked tuna, blended with creamy mayo and topped with your choice of crisp veggies. Not only is its tuna the real deal the company says, but it's wild-caught tuna. However, a recent lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California alleges that the sandwich is, quote, made from anything but tuna. What? Based on independent lab tests of multiple samples taken from subway locations in California, the tuna is a, quote, mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna, yet have been blended together by defendants to imitate the appearance of tuna, according to the complaint. Shalini Dogra, who's one of the attorneys for the plaintiff, said, quote, we found that the ingredients were not tuna and not fish. And that is your top four. <laughs> Subway, where tuna is aspirational. I mean, what are you stopping by? You're going to get fake bread and fake tuna. I don't I mean, know, but that's something, isn't it? That's a public relations shit. When's the last time you had a, had a Subway sandwich? Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, I mean, well, five years plus. Everybody else has not had one either, even though they think they have had one, right? Holy smokes. All right. That's some sad news for the day. All right. Let's move in. Uh, Jerry Boyer is with us next. Have you heard he the story? He at Subway. <laughs> yeah. And look what happened to Jared. I mean, the whole thing is just not exactly. really a, we a good situation. Known. Jerry Boyer is with us in a few minutes. We're going to talk about GameStop and Wall Street. What a weird story this is. Overnight, a lot of kids on Reddit have made thousands, maybe some millions. That's next. Jerry Boyer here on The Ride Home. 
101.5 WORD. Your station for leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. What does it mean to obey and honor your parents? It means to highly value your parents. It means to highly respect your parents. Dr. Michael Youssef. And this obedience to the parents is so important to God that he placed it in one of the Ten Commandments. Learn more this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. 2021 is already off to a disturbing start for conservatives. We've seen Twitter unilaterally shut down President Trump's account. The conservative platform Parler was booted off the Apple Store by Apple, and big tech is muzzling free speech at a speed that nobody could have predicted. Nobody except biologist and evolutionary theorist Brett Weinstein, who appeared in the film No Safe Spaces to issue this warning about political correctness running amok. YouTube and Google, Facebook and Twitter dictate whose voices can be heard. And if those entities start trying to engineer the conversation to adhere to the rules laid out with these phony Trojan horse terms, disaster will be the result. You and your family need to see No Safe Spaces now before any more of our freedoms are muzzled. Just go to SalemNow.com to get your copy of No Safe Spaces. Use the promo code SALEM for 20% off. SalemNow.com. Promo code SALEM. The day you've been dreaming of all your life should be one you never forget. Bistro to Go Catering creates unique and dazzling wedding celebrations customized to your individual taste. Journey with Bistro Chef through exquisite sample menus incorporating only the freshest and most delicious ingredients. Your Bistro Wedding Consultant will seamlessly coordinate your vision with your budget to create your signature day. An enchanting celebration you and your guests will remember forever. Your journey begins at bistroandcompany.com. Our world needs hope like never before. But lives change for the better when hope breaks through. We always like to begin with the Word of God because it is the power unto salvation. Help Cornerstone Television Network light up our city with the truth and hope of the gospel alongside special guests Krista Smith, Coy Barker, The Binions, Mike Smalley, and Jay Gilbert. Save the date for our Bridge of Hope broadcast. January 25th through the 29th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at wordfm.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage and media conversion package. Sponsored in part by Joe Ford, your financial advisor with Edward Jones and by Salem Media Group. Enter at wordfm.com slash contest. John 316. For God so loved the world. The whole world. Everyone. Anyone. That's a lot of people. That he gave his one and only son. His only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish. But have eternal life. There's more at FocusOnTheFamily.com. You are a blessing from God to me. There's no one else like you. You are wonderfully made with talents and abilities and characteristics that no one else has. I will do all I can to support and encourage you so that you can become all you've been created to be. You have my blessing. The blessing. It's biblical, and it's one of the most powerful things you can do for your child. Find out more about the blessing at focusonthefamily.com slash blessing. 
A daughter's squeal of delight can't be made in a factory or bottled in a jar or imported. It's a byproduct of the most important business in the world, raising children. Daddy, look at that picture I drew at school. <laughs> Kids need fatherly love and input. They need a manly ear to hear about their accomplishments. They need Dad to make them obey. Hey, Dad, what do you think about my new hairstyle? When men make family life a top priority, studies show their children are better adjusted socially, healthier, and perform better at school. Dad, I met the man I want to marry. He's just like you, Daddy. No business success provides the satisfaction that a healthy, happy, loving family brings. Dad, your children need you. Be there for them. Now and for the years to come, a friendly reminder for your family from Focus on the Family. The power dynamics are shifting on Wall Street. Individual investors are winning really big, at least for now, and they are relishing it. Uh, there's been an eye-popping rally in shares of companies that were once left for dead, including. GameStop. This is national and international news. Also, AMC Entertainment, the movie company, and uh, of all companies, BlackBerry. I mean, BlackBerry. Yeah, I mean, these three companies combined were really—they were just shells of what they were. They were not that long ago. Um, They have upended the natural order between hedge fund investors those big guys, and those trying their hand at trading at home from their sofas. And so while the individuals are rejoicing at newfound riches, the pros are reeling from their losses. And I mean, big, big billion dollars in losses. So here's the deal. Long-held strategies such as evaluating company fundamentals have gone out the window in favor of something like momentum. And war has broken out between professionals who are losing billions and individual tiny investors who are jeering at them on social media. Meanwhile, the frenzy of activity is stirring regulatory and legal concerns, as well as the attention of the Biden administration. The White House press secretary said today uh, that uh, its economic team, including Treasury, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, is monitoring the situation. We're happy to have Jerry Boyer with us. Jerry's a financial economist, a public speaker for business conferences, a frequent radio and TV guest. He's an author, a journalist. He lives right here in Pittsburgh. We love him. Jerry, welcome back. I love you too. <laughs> love you, Jerry. It's not hey, even listen. Valentine's Day and we're exchanging such pleasantries. <laughs> yeah, right. Jerry, this is a really weird story. It's a very strange couple of days. On I don't Wall get it. Yeah, I mean, you have to be like, incredibly close in the middle of it to get it. Um, And the thing is, the media is kind of obsessed with it, and the financial media is obsessed with it. Um, And this is the sort of thing, it's like, you know, when Bitcoin goes to $40,000, your mom calls, or my mom calls, what does that mean? You know, it's like, what what should I do? And the answer is, you shouldn't do anything. This doesn't have anything to do with you. Um, (laughs) I mean, unless you own GameStop, or you're a franchisee, or you know, you uh, you own it. We it, it can be a window into our moment in history, but it's not much of an actionable item. And I think that as we are more and more living out the post-Christian worldview that we chose decades ago, 
we're going to have more and more conflicts in, that aren't really about anything um, or, mm-hmm. or, or the conflicts are so complex and they're driven so much by rivalries between classes or groups um, or preferences in entertainment or like the weirdest things that people will fight about or generations rather than about a principle. And that'll all be like really confusing to people, um, except people who are in the middle of it. I mean, the finance of this is pretty simple, uh, but the cultural stuff um, is a good deal more complex. Right. Okay. So this essentially the way I look at it, Jerry, is like uh, a bunch of people on Reddit, mostly, you know, uh, teens or kids in their early 20s are essentially sticking it to the man. Right. Um, You see the. uh, the historical financial uh, institutions that have driven this country for decades, if not more. And all of a sudden they're on their knees because they've got these day traders sitting at home on their sofa and they've revived these hollow dead companies that were trading for nothing before. And all of a sudden, as of this morning, I mean, I think GameStop at one point was selling for $10 a share. And this morning it opened around $482 a share. That's yeah. a big shift. Yes. It, and then fell hard, right? Um, right. So, yeah, these dead companies, there's, there's something going on here. You've got these, these young people, maybe more 30s than 20s, um, but they have a kind of a retro thing going on, right? So the politics of this is, like, really odd, right? Because this is Reddit, and Reddit is pretty hard left. Um, and these are millennials who tend to be on the left. And they're angry about the, about the bailouts, right, from the Great Recession. I think they have a good reason to be angry about that. Um, and they're angry at hedge fund managers because just hedge fund managers are baddies. You know, they're just in the category of bad people, you know, in their, to their generation. They don't quite, quite understand what it does, but Bernie taught them to be mad at them. Um, so a lot of these people are kind of Bernie bros. But the mood of this has a kind of an alt-right Trumpy mood. So a lot of the mainstream media is saying, oh, well, this is a Trump movement, and this is alt-right, and this is neo-fascist, and it's anti-Semitic. And it's like, uh-uh, th- those, are, those are just younger versions of your crowd. And they're, they're like angry because Blockbuster went away for the most part, and GameStop went away, and AMC, you know, cable. They're, they're angry about how financial destruction or creative disruption got rid of some of their childhood experiences. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. they have like my 30 year, my 30 year olds have um, warm memories about us going to Blockbuster and renting mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller, you know, uh, right. Ferris Bueller's day off when it's kind of new. And then my 20 sums have warm memories about GameStop. They were talking about going with their cousin to GameStop, you know, physical a bricks and mortar game company. Could there be a worse proposition now? But um, they have warm memories about that. And so what happened is there were some people on Reddit, which is a social media thing that's a little more hardcore, harder to use than Facebook, doesn't look as pretty. You know, it's, it looks more like a command line. Um, some people who are actually smart analysts looked at Game, GameStop and said, you know what? You've got short sellers. Those are people who are betting that the stock will go down, who have promised to uh, sell more of GameStop stock than is actually in existence. The math doesn't make sense. You know, the current price and the current environment is representing a mathematical impossibility. So these are they're smart. 
so they go out and they start talking about how GameStop, you know, should be higher and how these short sellers, these people who are betting that it will go down are in an indefensible position. But then that gets picked up by some people who don't know their PE ratios from their ROICs. They don't know anything about finance, but they're mad that the GameStop in their community shut down. So uh, they're mad at, or they're mad at hedge funds or they're mad at Wall Street or whatever, and they sort of join in. And then, you know, um, someone who just likes to spot a trend, someone like Elon Musk does a little tweet of support. And then the thing sort of goes crazy. And it's not really about finance anymore. It's about political resentments, but even at a deeper level, generational resentments and class resentments. And it's one of these situations where it's really hard to find it actually being about anything real as opposed to just grudges. The political grudges that we've seen go crazy over the past several years are now increasingly showing up in finance. They're not just in politics. They're in culture and finance now. Mm. All right. Now, this is this is so odd to me, Jerry, only because so much of it seems to to be existing in the theoretical realm, except it's creating like real dollar wealth. Um, and and so it, it's like a, it's like a, a combination of a high tech situation with like a really low tech situation. I mean, is this a is is this a common thing that happens in in the market right now? Hello, Jerry. Looks like we lost him. I don't think Jerry can tell me. No. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got a little blip here. All right. Um, sorry to see that go. See uh, Jerry go away. I mean, it's it's just a, an amazing story because, you know, as Jerry was saying, you know, the established criteria on Wall Street, those guys lost billions of dollars. And the guys at home on their sofa, whether they're 20 or 30 year old, they made a lot of money. So really interesting to see that sort of flip and, and how that's working. We need to let's just step away for a minute. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, hey, we'll hey, Mike, we, we lost uh, Mike. We've lost Jerry and uh, we're not sure what's going on. So we're going to go to a break, come back, hopefully try to regain that. For those of you trying to watch the show on Facebook, we're having some trouble with our streaming apparatus right now. Uh, we seem to have a trouble with a multiple, on multiple levels right now. Honey, we'll, we'll be back. It's the Thursday edition. Right home. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. If you were lied to and buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment, or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit, 800-881-4242. 
By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for his lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call one 800 Three nine one zero nine five four. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. Five years ago, I noticed a lump in my throat while I was brushing my teeth. Within weeks, I was undergoing major surgery. That lump was throat cancer. I'm Dr. Bill Schaffner of the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases. Oral and throat cancers are on the rise, and HPV infection is the reason. HPV is the same virus that causes cervical cancer. That's why vaccination is recommended for both boys and girls and young men and women into their early to mid-20s. Visit adultvaccination.org for more information. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Expect three to six inches of snow before dawn Sunday through late Monday night. For tonight, breezy this evening, mostly cloudy skies, snow at times, accumulating a coating to an inch, low 18. Tomorrow, clouds and sun, the high 24. Tomorrow night, areas of low clouds with a low of 16. Saturday, we'll see times of clouds and sunshine. Saturday, will reach a high of 29. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Are we entering a period of incredible upheaval? When you look at socially what's happening here in the United States and in the world, politically, financially, this is a whole um, brand new game, I think, for a lot of people. And it's hard to anticipate what's coming down the pike. Jerry Boyer is with us. We've been talking about the GameStop uh, sort of uh, revolution that happened yesterday over these last several weeks, especially on Wall Street. Jerry, welcome back. Um, So when you you see this, uh, you know, the little guys essentially giving it to the big guys, it's unprecedented on Wall Street, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, And my natural sympathies are, you know, in a David and Goliath fight with David. Um, But I I would not confuse that with the idea that, hey, this is really a great thing and you ought to be jumping into it. Um, Because what tends to happen is in situations like this, um, the people who know the least come in toward the end, mm-hmm. right? So something happens, and then it picks up some, some, some momentum, and then, then there's a headline, and then you think about it a little bit, and you ask some people. Then there's another headline. It went up again, and then at the very end are the least sophisticated investors, so they tend to buy at the top. So there's a whole lot of people who just bought Bitcoin you know, last week when it hit 40 or a couple of weeks ago when it hit 40,000. Uh, so what tends to be the case is whatever version of day trader people are, 
I mean, most day traders are actually actively day trading, but people who like dip into it um, are sheep to the slaughter generally when it comes to situations like this. So mm-hmm. I can like I can like hey these upstarts they're interesting and they're exposing some you know some cracks in the system and look the establishment is delisting them and setting shutting down their accounts and I don't like that but I wouldn't confuse that with hey let's all go storm the castle um, you know have fun hey kids have fun storming the castle because actually for <laughs> the people who come at the end it's not fun to storm the castle <laughs> they become cannon fodder. So this day trading thing, I mean, this is you know something that's been going on for any number of years. It, it feels as though people are just using this as a lottery. They're just trying to gamble their way in. And of course, shortcuts are not necessarily a good thing, especially for long-term financial health. Yes. And this feels a lot more lottery-ish than traditional day trading. Um, I, I, day trading is generally not a smart thing. Like if you line up, studies have been done, if you line up 100 people, right, who are day traders, um, and you look at their returns, you take the person in the middle, person number 50, his average returns are under zero. So most day traders are not mm-hmm. making money. Um, so there, there's, a, there's an element of day trading which really is more – it's like it, it pretends to be gambling. Uh, excuse me, pretends to be investing, but it's gambling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've noticed the pattern on some of the financial shows that emphasize day trading. And then what are the ads? You know, the ads are Rivers Casino. The ads are casino ads. So you know, someone gets some algorithm is getting that day trading and roulette wheel are attracting the same kind of person and with similar results, which is the house always wins. This new thing is kind of worse for the p- people who participate. Now, socially, I don't mind groups of people who try to disrupt the system and expose things that are, you know, corrupt about the system. I and mean, that can be beneficial, but it doesn't mean it's beneficial for them. Um, so those are like different questions. Um, and I think what we're going to see, there's, there's going to be a real lack of confidence in institutions after this, because the, the people who were hurt are hedge fund people and hedge fund people have, you know, their district attorney or their attorney general on speed dial. They're connected. So they see this happening and they hit speed dial. Um, and there's some, you know, some government regulator is looking into this or like the past two days of commentary on the financial shows have been really critical of this because you know these hedge fund people they can call an anchor at CNBC who will take their call whereas the what I call the reddit raiders you know all these individuals they're not financial professionals they don't really have representation in the media and in government they don't have lobbyists so the fact this is going to get we're going to see the differential treatment between those who are politically connected and those who aren't pretty starkly and pretty nakedly um, as this thing unfolds Right. Now, now these GameStop, you know, these young GameStop investors, you know, they're sort of poking, you know, the people in the eye here. And they are essentially saying, well, look, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, the movie. We know that at its core, Wall Street is corrupt. I mean, people would say that. I mean, how do you answer something like that? I answer that that's wrong. I don't think at its core, Wall Street is corrupt. Um, and I, I mean, it's, it's certainly Wall Street has corruption. Um, every human institution has corruption, but if I'm looking out over the institutions of this world, higher education, Congress, the presidency, big media, 
Wall Street. I am not seeing an excess concentration of corruption in Wall Street compared to our other institutions. Um, in fact, I would put it below the mean in terms of corruption quotient. But, you know, I believe, I'm a Christian. I believe in original sin, so I think every institution is corrupt. Um, but I do think that there is an, there's an easiness – in saying my favorite celebrity is is good or my favorite politician is good, but Wall Street, well, they do all this complicated math I can't understand, and since I can't understand, it's probably really wicked. So I'm going to trust one institution when it attacks another institution because I because I'm emotionally tied to politicians or media people, and I'm not emotionally tied to the complexities of Wall Street. And I think Christians really need to avoid thinking of one, some particular industries as corrupt and some particular industries mm -hmm. as not corrupt. The evangelical celebrity industry, in my opinion, is no shirker when it comes to corruption compared to, compared to Wall Street. <laughs> right. You got that right. That's a sad statement. I'll have to go with you on it, though. Jerry Boyer is with us, financial economist, public speaker, uh, frequent radio TV host. Uh, we're talking about what's happening with GameStop and uh, its associated industries. Uh, you know, one of the things I think is really curious about this, I'm not sure what it speaks to in our world, um, or maybe I can take a stab at it, is this idea that, that you know, the GameStop thing is indicative of like a high tech, you know, day trading approach to advocate for something really low tech. So you're saying that there's a motivation that, you know, kids who are in their 20s miss that they could go and buy a video game at a brick and mortar store. I mean, like, what, what do you what do you think when you hear that type of uh, of conflagration of things? Well, first, I agree with that take on it. It has a high tech, but also retro feel at the same time. Right. Um, so, I mean, there, there's a kind of a reminiscence for, you know, uh, GameStop or uh, or um, or Blockbuster. Um, and so they kind of don't like the capitalism destroyed those institutions, but they're going to use capitalism, mm -hmm. you know, to rescue them or at least to register their grief. Just, I mean, all of these things have almost nothing to do with investment. Um, and I mean, if you if, if you have psychological or spiritual issues, you know, get pastoral counseling or get therapy. But sort of working this out with real money in real time that, probably right. isn't just, the wisest. It seems a little full, of, it seems a little foolhardy. I mean, what the heck? Well, then, Jerry, does this go back to people who you know choose not to invest in you know sin stock, whether it's pornography or cigarettes or alcohol? Yeah, it's very similar in that we feel like we have to express our outrage. Um, about, against things in the world of finance. So whether it's the fundamentalist Christian sin stock or whether it's the new fundamentalist, the progressive, their version of sin stock, which is socially responsible investing. It's also called ESG. You can't invest in something where, you know, the company isn't unionized. You can't invest in something that has anything to do with fossil fuels, et cetera. We feel the need. We're, we're tribalizing really rapidly. And so one of the biggest growth industries in finance is we will give you a designer solution to your moral outrage. So whatever kind of Pharisee mm. you are, a traditional mm -hmm. Pharisee or a left-wing Pharisee, right. or maybe you just have a pop culture grudge. You like Marvel but not DC, or you like Blockbuster but not Netflix or whatever. We're going to allow you to like express your psychodrama in your portfolio. Yeah. And I just I'm not I'm, I'm not really look, if you have a conscience issue, you should invest accordingly. 
but I'm really concerned about our tribalization now, like flooding from culture and politics into finance now. Right. Okay, right. So and if all of a sudden those... you're never going to shop at Bed Bath and Beyond anymore because they don't carry my pillow. Right. I mean, really? Is, is and then you're going to go home at night and feel good about the fact that that was you know a, a moment where you really took a stand for something. I, yeah. you know, I, I think we kind of are are inflating our own importance in that regard. Yeah, yeah. So then, Jerry, for all those people that are on Reddit, all those, the, you know, the young hipsters, uh, for you to appear on Reddit and to push back on this, especially you know, from a Christian worldview, I mean, as far as the East is from the West, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if I went on Reddit, um, I, you might teenagers would have to teach me how, um, but if I went on Reddit and started to talk about the, the social function performed by the hedge fund industry, um, the price discovery mechanism, I would be the man. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I would not get many upvotes. I would disappear down into the downvote territory. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's unfair or whatever. What I'm saying is that the more we become post-Christian, the less we'll be thinking and the more we'll be emoting. And our emoting will be more about tribe and grudge and resentment than it will be about anything else. I'm reading the comments, including a comment from a pastor from Southern California and his wife about this. Nobody, there's not a lot of crowing about the money they made. I, mean, I invest to make money so that I can take care of my family and pay for things, and so there can be a retirement if needed, and I can give money to my heirs, and I can give to charities. I don't invest to hurt anybody, um, and these people are investing to hurt, and they're investing to hurt because they're hurt. Investing to hurt is a bad way and a bad reason to invest, and most of them, in my opinion, will end up hurting themselves most of all. Jerry Boer is with us. Um, Jerry's a financial economist, joins us on a monthly basis, and we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to ask Jerry about, um, I don't know, some personal economic lessons that maybe he's picked up. So we'll take it out of the macro economic world and maybe turn it into micro. What does it look like for you in uh, the COVID-19 era? That's next Thursday edition. Right home. 101.5 WORD. The Bible says we're guaranteed trouble in this world. Setbacks, heartaches, illnesses, loneliness, even times of severe testing. So if trials are unavoidable, how should you respond to them? And what if any good comes from the struggles you face? Making sense out of suffering. That's John MacArthur's focus this week on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off, backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. The day you've been dreaming of all your life should be one you never forget. 
Bistro to Go Catering creates unique and dazzling wedding celebrations customized to your individual taste. Journey with Bistro Chef through exquisite sample menus incorporating only the freshest and most delicious ingredients. Your Bistro Wedding Consultant will seamlessly coordinate your vision with your budget to create your signature day. An enchanting celebration you and your guests will remember forever. Your journey begins at bistroandcompany.com. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's one place. Our journalist Jerry Boyer is with us. We're talking about uh, Wall Street and uh, the GameStop debacle. I guess depending upon what your side, it's a, a bonus or a debacle. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jerry, let's talk about COVID-19 uh, market and investing in general. Are there some lessons that you learned um, some uh, perspectives that you have pre, you have post, I, I hate to say post pandemic, we're not really post, oh, no, but no. mid pandemic <laughs> that you didn't have at the beginning. Yeah, I would say that it's the same lessons we've just been talking about for the past couple of segments that um, people have um, kind of to some degree lost the capacity to stop their emotions from overcoming mm-hmm. them. Um, and the mob mentality. And so people were running screaming from uh, financial markets uh, in the second quarter, um, and companies plunged to bargain prices. And I think at the time, I'm not trying to take a victory lap or anything like that, but at the time we were talking about this, and I told both of you um, that Susan and I were taking whatever cash we had and putting it into the market, um, which sounded crazy. Um, because people were terrified as if like COVID is going to shut us down for five or 10 years. Um, and it turned out that the COVID recession was much shorter than was implied by the sell-off in the market, you know, and, you know, the panic, um, nature of that, um, you know, the second quarter, we shrank 30% and the third quarter we grew 30%. And we just found out this morning that in the fourth quarter we grew, you know, over 4%. I'm not saying we're back all the way, but we're back most of almost all of the way um and stocks have generally re- reflected that so i think that there's a financial strategy issue which is you don't trade on headlines but there's a deeper issue which is a human nature issue and saint james says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways um and he even talks about the context of someone involved with trading i say i'll go to one city and buy this and i'll go to another city and buy that so our double minded our double mindedness you know like being like um a wave of the of the sea driven by the wind and tossed is the analogy he he uses our double mindedness can reflect itself in any aspect of our lives just my job 
is to track it in the financial aspects of our lives. Other mm-hmm. people can do marriage counseling or politics or whatever. I'm just saying what I see is that we have people are driven by the wind and tossed, and they get really frightened, more frightened than they should be, and they all sell at the same time. Or then later on, toward the top of a bubble, they get really greedy, and they say, wow, this went up a lot. I'm going to buy some, and that tends to be near the top. And what instead they should do is have a basic set of rules, just like in life, a basic set of rules, and they should follow that basic set of rules no matter what their emotion or the mob is telling them to think. So, so then, Jerry, with all that, and of course, you know, money is a, such a deeply finan- uh, deeply uh, emotional issue for most people. And at the same time, you know, you're talking to us and you're talking to a, a Christian audience. How do you how do you invest without fear as a believer, as the backbone of that investing? And at the same time, you know, be a good steward of your money. I mean, uh, it's hard to, I think, for a lot of people to look at the ABCs, the beginning of uh, investing, and not have that fear. How do you school yourself if you're so inclined to get rid of that fear and still find yourself investing wisely? Yeah, money is really personal. You know, Tom Wright, N.T. Wright, the New Testament scholar, tells a story um, that he heard from a psychologist friend of his where the psychologist was counseling somebody and they had spent a year in counseling and they talked about this man's sex life in detail and his, his dreams and his fantasies and everything else. And at one point, the therapist said, by the way, how much do you make? And the patient said, well, that's a personal question. Um, <laughs> so there's something kind of even deeper, uh, you know, yeah. in, in money is in some sense even deeper than sex, um, which means that we are going to be more easily kind of manipulated by money concerns. Um, I'd say one of the things you do is you just take fear out of the equation. Um, And the only way to take fear out of the equation is to take love out of the equation. If you love money too much, you'll fear losing it too much. If you see money as a tool to accomplish certain goals, if you love people and use money, you know, as one of the tools for that, um, then that I think there's a, an emotional groundedness that can occur. And then if it goes down, then you don't like lose your head when you lose some of your value. And you can ride out bear markets. Uh, I, you know, I talked to a friend of mine recently. And he said, you know what? I got out at the bottom in 2008 and I never got back in. Um, a Christian guy, by the way. Um, he, he just got so frightened. Now, I'm not going to read his heart. I don't know exactly why he got so frightened. Um, we're not supposed to be the frightened people. We're supposed to be the fear not people. Um, so Christians, if they're thinking like Christians, should be the best investors in the world. We should not be frightened. We should not be risk junkies. Um, and we should keep our heads and we should be able to be patient. These are the, all of this stuff is the basis of investing. Investing isn't magic. Not getting overcome by an emotion and being patient. Those are the two things that matter the most in investing. Jerry, that's really helpful. Terrific insight as usual. Thanks for being with us today. Love you, Jerry. My pleasure. Love you too. That's Jerry Boyer. Jerry Boyer is a, I don't know, he's a writer, he's a speaker, he's an investor, he's an economist. He's a Renaissance man. He's a very wise I wonder man. if he has any art. I should ask him about art. I wonder if he does anything, if he sings or if he paints. He's a disciple of Bob Ross, perhaps. Maybe he is, like Mike. Could be. 
All right, let us take a break. Hey, we've been doing this really fun thing, um, wedding stories, and we've asked you to submit a story about your wedding, and we've got great prizes. Well, in just a few minutes, we're going to unveil our first story from a listener about their wedding story. Stay tuned. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. We are Word FM. My dad and I's faith-focused mortgage team has been telling our story to the best Christian radio audiences across the country for a while now. We've gotten to take care of thousands of families, and these are some messages some of those families were nice enough to leave with their radio station. I thought, you know what, I'm going to give Ryan a call just to see if it makes sense. Interest rates had fallen so drastically that we were able to save hundreds of additional dollars off of our mortgage. So it's been such a blessing to our family in this time of when the pandemic has hit us hard. And it just was a reminder that God can work in little ways, even like a refi. (laughs) They make it so simple and easy. It's just always such a joy to talk to them. You can tell that they just love what they do and that they're just excited. They have the same values as us. We knew we could trust them. It was just a great experience all around. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call one 800 391 You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at one 800 391 promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard that right. You can actually get paid to provide care to those you love. To learn more, contact Help at Home today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. Call Help at Home, 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. I remember being a little boy and looking at my parents' wedding photos. Mm. And there they were in black and white, and they were so much younger than, you know, whenever I was there with them. And they looked beautiful. They were shimmering. And the joy on their face was absolutely incredible. I think all of us have done this. Where you look at 
wedding photos of either your parents or yours or people that you know hundreds and hundreds of wedding photos before us and they always offer this great promise of what will be and the, the joy of the moment and you know of course then the day-to-day life happens but there is something that is so ethereal so beautiful of looking at wedding photos well uh we've been running a, a really fun contest called wedding stories and we've asked you to submit your wedding story we've got so many great uh, people who have said yeah Here's a story about us. And Kath, our first story today is from whom? Yeah, from Jessica and Andrew Bihe, or Bailey, B-E-I-G-H-L-E-Y. I'm um, not sure how to pronounce that, so we'll just go with Jessica and Andrew. Anyway, Jessica shared her story about her wedding pictures. Apparently, there's a really funny picture of her because, you know, all the wedding pictures, everybody looks beautiful and everybody's arranged perfectly and everybody has the great, you know, sun on their face and the whole thing. Uh, but instead, it's a picture of her looking at her brand new husband saying, really, what did you do? Because, of course, right before um, the uh, photographer snapped the shutter, apparently, uh, Jessica looked over at her car in the parking lot, which her new husband drove to the wedding that day. And it had a flat tire. Apparently, Andrew went off the road, hit a hole, blew out his brand new wife-to-be's tire on his way to the wedding and just left it there and thought, you know what, I guess I'll have to deal with that later. He put a a, a tire on, one of those little sort of cheapy donut tires, Mm -hmm. right? And so there's this moment. I'd love to see the photograph, the what-did-you-do moment. Right. The moment where you tie the knot and then you look at your betrothed and you think, oh, you, mm-hmm. that's funny stuff. I mean, so, so that's Jessica the, writes. That's and the she first says, of many times she looked at him like that. Yeah. So uh, it's their 10 year anniversary, the John. There have been many moments. Come on. What did you do? Hopefully that there's still good humor around those. What did you do moments? She said uh, we had a good laugh. The what did you do uh, photograph is with them forever. So uh, in good times and bad, it's always good to see that photograph of what you did. What did you do, Jessica and uh, Andrew Biley? Congratulations. You are first winner of Wedding Stories. You get yourself a $50 gift certificate from Roland's Seafood Restaurant in the Strip, which we love. I'd highly recommend the lobster roll when you head on down to Roland's. The Wedding Story uh, promotion is sponsored in part by Trinity Jewelers, our major sponsor, also, Joe Ford, your financial advisor with Edward Jones, Salem Media Group, and Shelley Murray Photo Rescue and Organization. There is still time for you to enter in to the Wedding Stories Contest. All you got to do is go to wordfm.com forward slash weddings. All right. And that's uh, our very, Wedding very Stories nice, huh? for today. Mm-hmm. Kath, uh, do you have like a, a, f- a framed photograph of your wedding uh, somewhere in the house? I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I just have a couple. Just a couple. Yeah. Just a couple. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, we don't have any, you know, outside shots at all from our wedding because it was torrentially raining. Really? That's all we have is outside shots. Oh, is that right? We don't have any of those. One of those beautiful sunny days. Yeah. Know, one of those rare ones. So, yeah, but I do have some, I mean, it was, it was a lovely day. I remember thinking when it was uh, over and we were leaving the reception, it's over already yeah. because, you know, you put so much time and attention into something and it goes by in like, you know, right. a hot second. We, uh, I, I said this before, uh, we got married in a, an old ski lodge and uh, on the grounds of this old ski lodge. And uh, there was like a main floor where everybody gathered. And then uh, uh, around the perimeters, there were these little tiny bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So any number of our wedding guests spent the night 
uh, at our at our wedding location. Oh, that's nice. And then the and then right down the hill from the main building was a little tiny apartment, and that's where we spent our wedding night. And then after the wedding night was over, we came up and we had breakfast with our with our guests who hung around. Well, that's was, nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It really that's was super nice. Mm-hmm. You got wow. to see people uh, you know who were looking their uh, post wedding. Sort of, you know, I, I had a little uh, too much there, and mm-hmm. I, I need some sure. old tomato juice. Right, mm-hmm. like like all the COVID people that have stayed inside and had too much. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> right. Anyway, I remember. Uh, I remember around my wedding night, um, or actually the day after my wedding, uh, we were getting ready to go to the airport uh, to go to New Orleans on our honeymoon, and I realized that I had my huge wedding dress. What was I going to do with that? I'd never thought about it. <laughs> what did you do? Leave it in the car? Uh, the family member came down. The things <laughs> you wedding don't stories. consider. There's still time for you to be part of this. It's a lot of fun. Tell us your story. You could win a big prize. And uh, thanks to all our sponsors, especially Trinity Jewelers. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden is ordering government health insurance markets to reopen for a special sign-up window. He also instructed his administration to consider reversing other Trump administration health care policies, including curbs on abortion counseling. A liquid nitrogen leak at a northeast Georgia poultry plant has killed six people, with multiple others taken to the hospital. At least three of those injured at the Prime Pack food plant in Gainesville were reported to be in critical condition. New York may have undercounted COVID-19 deaths of nursing home residents by as much as 50%. That's according to the state attorney general in a report released today. Major stock indexes won back some of the ground they lost today earlier. The Dow gained 300 points today. The Nasdaq up 66 and the S&P ahead 36. This is SRN News. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than eighteen. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess. If you have a bowel blockage, get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Linzess and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by AbbVie and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. 2021 is already off to a disturbing start for conservatives. We've seen Twitter unilaterally shut down President Trump's account. The conservative platform Parler was booted off the Apple Store by Apple, and big tech is muzzling free speech at a speed that nobody could have predicted. Nobody except biologist and evolutionary theorist Brett Weinstein, who appeared in the film No Safe Spaces, to issue this warning about political correctness running amok. YouTube and Google, Facebook and Twitter dictate whose voices can be heard. And if those entities start trying to engineer the conversation to adhere to the rules laid out with these phony Trojan horse terms, disaster will be the result. 
You and your family need to see No Safe Spaces now before any more of our freedoms are muzzled. Just go to SalemNow.com to get your copy of No Safe Spaces. Use the promo code SALEM for 20% off. SalemNow.com, promo code SALEM. Our world needs hope like never before. But lives change for the better when hope breaks through. We always like to begin with the Word of God because it is the power unto salvation. Help Cornerstone Television Network light up our city with the truth and hope of the gospel alongside special guests Krista Smith, Coy Barker, The Binions, Mike Smalley, and Jay Gilbert. Save the date for our Bridge of Hope broadcast. January 25th through the 29th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call and we'll take care of the rest. No one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call one 800 936 1-800-936-5496. Expect three to six inches of snow before dawn Sunday through late Monday night. For tonight, breezy this evening, mostly cloudy skies, snow at times, accumulating a coating to an inch, low 18. Tomorrow, clouds and sun, the high 24. Tomorrow night, areas of low clouds with a low of 16. Saturday, we'll see times of clouds and sunshine. Saturday, will reach a high of 29. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Thanks for coming along today, uh, this uh, 5 o'clock hour of the ride home. Uh, the good news is uh, it's still, you know, still light out. Can't say the sun's out, but we are leaning towards into this. I mean, it's beautiful, isn't it? I mean, thank goodness that, uh, you know, a couple of months, spring's going to be here. All right? Listen to this. Kathy, have you heard the story about uh, the vaccine in, uh, in Oregon? I've heard a lot of stories about the vaccine. Um, I don't know about the one in Oregon. I love this one. Public health workers in uh, Josephine, Oregon, said that they walked from car to car giving shots to drivers. What? Yep. The public health workers were driving back from a vaccination site in rural Cave Junction, Oregon, on Tuesday when they got stuck in a snowstorm on a highway. They had uh, six hours to get the remaining doses of coronavirus vaccine back to people who were waiting for their shots in Grants Pass, which was roughly 30 miles away. Now, normally they say the trip takes about 45 minutes, but there was a jackknifed uh, tractor trailer ahead of them. The crew realized that they could be stuck for hours and then the doses would just expire. So the workers made the decision to walk from car to car who were all stuck in this long line, asking stranded drivers if they wanted to be vaccinated right there (gasps) on the spot. They said, quote, we had one individual who was so happy he took his shirt off and jumped out of the car. Another recipient said he was a Josephine County Sheriff's Office employee who had arrived too late for the clinic in Cave Junction, but ended up stuck with the others on her way back to Grants Pass. Most drivers, however, laughed at the offer of that roadside coronavirus vaccine and politely declined, even though they said they, they had a doctor and an ambulance crew on hand to help oversee the operation. Uh, they acknowledged it was not a typical setting for vaccination. 
was a strange conversation. So imagine yourself, you're stranded on the side of the road in a snowstorm, having someone knock on your window and say, hey, would you like a shot in the arm? <laughs> okay, I actually think I it would give me pause. I mean, I want, I mean, of it's course. such an awesome story. But if someone came up in my car in the middle of a snowstorm and asked me that, I'd be like, what exactly are we injecting here? Exactly. You- <laughs> Is that bleach? Right. <laughs> They what said we, that the, it, what are we trying to do? One of the coolest operations they'd ever been part of. It had been an easy to, decision to uh, administer those shots on the highway. They said, "Quote honestly, once we knew that we weren't going to be back in town in time to use the vaccine, it was just the obvious choice. Our number one rule is right now: no vaccines go wasted." Which is awesome. I love that. I wish I can say I'd be the person who'd jump out of my the car and you know. Oh, you know, rip my sleeve up and say, go for it. But I think I'd be thinking. No, thanks. Right. Maybe discretion is the better part of valor. I, I don't guess know. you'd want to see some ID, you know. Some, uh, Claire, some, show you me know, something. Do you have a diploma? You I have know, some yeah. kind of, I don't know, hospital identification that we could scan or look, look at your mm-hmm. QR code or something. I don't know. People, uh, this is such a, a mess now, right? With the vaccine distribution. I mean, uh a friend of mine said, hey, um, here, here's a link to a pharmacy that's offering vaccines. Just click this link. And I clicked the link about 10 times. It, it doesn't it didn't work. I mean, there's not. So it's willy nilly. A guy a was, a, a, right. a worker I, was I, at my house today and he was like, I said, you get the vaccine yet? He said, no. He said, I, I don't understand how to do it. I'll just wait until it becomes more available, which I think probably a lot of people are kind of going. I know. What okay, am I supposed to do? Right. There was, I heard uh, this friend of mine, two friends actually talking. I was kind of um, in another part of the room at church on Sunday, and I heard them talking about the fact that the they, you know, got into a, a portal, which, you know, was supposed to be the way that they registered for a particular vaccine date. Yeah. Okay. So they go through the whole thing and she puts her information in. She puts her, you know, her name and address and her age and her medical information and all of her pre-existing conditions and all of everything else, right? And she gets, hits enter after that's all in. And then by the time she gets to the next page, the next step in the portal, the time has been, has been, no, the, the time that she was going for as far as the vaccination oh. moment that was open is now closed. It's been filled by somebody else. Mm. But there's no back button to start over. There's no way that you can go back mm. and say, okay, well, I'll just take the next time available or I'll take. So, so basically she had to go back and start over again. And then when she went back to start over again, there were no times available. <sighs> and then she's thinking, so what happened to all that information, all that confidential medical information I just put in there? I mean, it's just really, it's just frustrating. So this is good night. I mean, God bless, you know, 50 states, right? That everybody, you know, there's 50 states. But here's one instance where you think there's got to be one agency in charge. Please, can we just do this? Right. They were all following along the same pattern together and that there is an order and a symmetry to this. Right. I'll give my friend Dave props on this idea, but he's brought it up so many times. It's like at the forefront of my head. Why not just use the National Guard to deploy something like this? Mm, Yeah. Right. They know how to deal with crowds. They have all the, you know, they have all the gear. It just it seems like that this, that would be, you know, something that we could work out. Listen to me as I sit here and do a radio program. I'm sure people in the National Guard or people in elected office are saying she doesn't know what she's talking Thanks about. A lot and for that. it's probably true. Right. Thanks for that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we did this, you know, and people have said, you know, with a polio vaccine, right? I mean, Jonas Salk, they had this thing down pretty good. Did right? they? 
Heck yeah, they did. How sure. fast did people were people vaccinated in polio vaccine? I mean, I don't know how fast it was. Well, see, but you it don't was, know either. Though. It was a national response and there was order and symmetry to it. I do know that. Was there order and symmetry to yes, it? Yes, there was. Yes, okay. there was. Because I, I don't, I don't know anything about how the polio vaccine was rolled out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, you'd get a shot or you'd take a sugar cube and or both. Right. Right. But however, think how think how long of a time span the polio vaccine was in you know, development. Right. And a long time. It was, it was a much longer time than sure we're talking was. about with yeah. the coronavirus so the, vaccine, but still it doesn't excuse how the crazy things are. Well, let's hope for better days ahead that, you know, okay. certainly this time next year, we're, we're all said and done with this. Let's hope for I mean, oh smokes, gosh, 2022. Are you sick of it? I'm so sick of it. I'm so oh. sick of it too. Especially, you know, as I prepare the top four every day, there's always some story about the latest variant. You know, the coronavirus has mutated 300,000 times, they estimate so far. Right. And um, that's not unusual for a virus. I guess it's what they do. Um, but now the, you know, the South Africa uh, variation has been found in South Carolina. Uh, the UK version is in the United States. I mean, it's just, it's, this is, the way it is to yeah. live in, you know, we have a global economy. This is what happens. But I mean, a guy showed up today to work on my furnace. Yeah. He opened up the front door. He's standing there holding a toolbox and he's got a mask on. I right. mean, it was like, are you Dr. Kildare or are you Dr. Frankenstein? <laughs> you know, and he came or, in the house. I put my mask on. He put his mask on. The poor guy's downstairs in my basement working on my furnace, wearing a surgical mask. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Many times indeed. Hey, listen, another thing we don't know about is exactly what's happening with the uh, streaming situation on the ride home. If you're trying to watch the program today, I'm sorry that you're not Man. able to. We're not uh, we're not streaming today because of several technological issues. And Radio's so better. we, we would you say? Radio's better. Radio's better. Well, we're well for those of you who like to watch it, um, maybe that's not the case. Anyway, mm-hmm. we would like to be back with you. We're planning to be, we sure hope to be seeing you all uh, back on Facebook Live tomorrow. All right, let us take a break. When Friday we come back, uh, speaking of said vaccine, Dr. Joshua Swamidas is with us. He's a regular guest on our show, and he's going to talk about gratitude and the COVID vaccine. That's next. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. WORD. This week, Chuck Swindoll urges us to pursue the truth. Someone has put it well, and education is nothing more than going from an unconscious to conscious awareness of your ignorance. It's better not to know so much than to know so many things that just ain't so. Listen as Chuck Swindoll points us to the final authority. Study the book of Matthew with us daily on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. 
We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Miller Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. James Brown and Bill Cower welcoming you back to the Midnight Snack Run. This is one turkey obstacle course. Uh-oh. He's eyeballing a jar of candy. That is tempting right off the start. But he pushes it away. He's approaching a plate of iced cookies. He blows right by him for the apple. Oh, the fridge. Looks like he's headed for the soda. Wait, he jukes left, grabs the water bottle. That's the way you execute a midnight snack run. Stand up to cancer and rally. Want you to reduce your risk for cancer. Go to takeahealthystand.org. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. It's long, over a 1,000 chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. I'm dreaming of a COVID vaccine. I'll be grateful for that. Our next guest, Dr. Joshua Swamidas, he himself grateful. Scientist, physician, associate professor of laboratory and genomic medicine at Washington University in St. Louis, where he uses artificial intelligence to explore science at the intersection of medicine, biology, and chemistry. Dr. Swamidas is a Veritas Forum speaker. He blogs at Peaceful Science. His most recent work is The Genealogical Adam and Eve, The Surprising Science of Universal Ancestry. Dr. Swamidas, welcome back to the show. How are you? Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me back. Always yeah. a pleasure. Happy to talk to you, Josh. Um, so good news. Uh, we heard a, a story that John shared before you came on the air about a group of uh, health workers who were distributing the coronavirus vaccine in a portion of Oregon that was pretty, you know, off the beaten path. And on their way home um, after the event, they got stuck in a snowstorm and uh, they ended up having to be on the highway for several hours. And they had, I don't know, John, how many doses of the virus or the vaccine did they have I think left? About 20 doses left over. 20 doses left. Anyway, they started going car to car. All these people that were stopped <laughs> behind them saying, hey, you want the virus? Some guy got so excited. You want the virus? No, you want the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> One guy got so excited, he jumped out, ripped his shirt off. He was like, yes, I want it. But you wouldn't be surprised. When people, most people said, no, thanks. No, most I really, people were just... like, um, who are these crazy people wanting to give me an inoculation on the parkway? But yeah. anyway. Um, so, Josh, you've had, you've had the vaccine already? Oh, yeah. I, I had a, a great moment last week uh, after all these months of waiting. You know, went into the office for the first time in a long time. I work at a hospital, right? And so I, I got my first dose of the vaccine. I'm really grateful. Wow. Which one did you get? I got the Pfizer. Okay. Pfizer vaccine, yeah. And we also yeah, did talk, a, a very yeah, talk about what you Yeah, talk about what you thought of and considered as you were getting it. 
Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, I know there's a lot of anxiety. I mean, on one hand, you have these people that are ripping off their shirts in the winter to get it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's because there's a little bit of a low supply compared to the demand. But there's also a lot of people that are, are, are hesitant, is what the term is, or really honestly anxious, right? And I think there's a better emotion than, than anxiety right now, and, that, and that's gratitude. I think that's, that's what we should really be feeling right now. There's so much stuff had to come together to make it happen this quickly. It didn't have to be this way. Just give you a couple examples. I mean, when we first talked about this, I think it was in June or so, it was nearly unthinkable that we would have a vaccine by December. <laughs> That's never happened before. To bring something to market that quickly, that, that, that just has never happened before. I'm really grateful that it did, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, another thing that's just a big deal, um, you know, the two the two main vaccines that we're dealing with in the United States, that's Moderna and Pfizer, they both have efficacy of, you know, 90 to 95%. You know, I'm really grateful. That was one of the big uncertainties going forward. Not all vaccines work well. Some of them, you know, some of them only work as well as just hitting, you know, protecting maybe 30% of people. Wow. And, you know, the FDA wanted to have at least 50% of people who take it to be protected. And the fact that this actually protects, like, the overwhelming majority of people, that's it's one of the most effective vaccines ever made. And who could have guessed at that point? No one really could, right? Right. So, Josh, even in the midst of mutations and uh, deeper threats, it still seems as though the vaccine is going to hold strong. It does because it's so strong, so that gives us a bit of a margin. Of course, it's not for, it's not, uh, it's not going to give us a complete blank check. Honestly, we all really need to take it, you know, soon, and it's really a race against time. Here's the situation. You know, we have an opportunity now that we didn't know we were going to have, but we have an opportunity now to actually eradicate COVID, so that we can return to the world before in which no one was worried about it. And it's just gone from the face of the earth. That is possible right now before the virus really mutates enough to escape it, before, you know, it gets entrenched in particular communities in the world or, or it finds some other, you know, animal it can hop into and back and forth. You know, we have a moment right now where if, if we, you know, uh, focus and, and you know, take this opportunity together, you know, we, we can eradicate it. Mm-hmm. Josh, I mean, I love that you're positive about this, this gratitude that's in the middle of all this, because, you know, we're living, of course, as you well know, in this deeply political moment where, you know, science has become political. And I wonder, you know, as you work in a hospital and you're surrounded by, you know, scientists and healthcare workers and nurses and clinic, clinical staff, what about the politics of the situation where you are in St. Louis? I mean, are, are you able to speak freely or, or is there, you know, still some political concern that this is, you know, some sort of government control of people and I'm not going to take it? Can you speak into that? Well, yeah, I do think that that's, you're kind of putting your finger right on what a lot of the problems that we're really struggling with in our society right now, where we frame things first and foremost from a political point of view, even when they're not inherently political. And it really, you know, leads us into a more divisive point of view where it's a zero-sum game of power back and forth. And we can just be certain that the people that we disagree with are out to get us. And so we should probably, you know, return, <laughs> return that way. 
But here's the thing, um, you know, when it comes to science and the development of this vaccine, every stage, every step of both these vaccines was carefully watched. Everyone is really incentivized to find a problem. And it's not, they're not done looking now that it's going to a larger population, millions and millions of people, you know, people are looking very, very closely. It's very hard to do corrupt, dishonest things when people are looking. Uh, and I just don't think that that's what's going to happen here. I, don't, I think it's hard to imagine how that can happen. Any sort of corruption or dishonesty is going to come to the surface very quickly, and it's not going to last. And I think this is actually another reason why I'm grateful, is that at least in the United States, and eventually we'll have far more than just two, in the United States we have two vaccines that are, <laughs> that are approved. That means that if it turns out that there's a problem with the Pfizer vaccine, people are going to be really incentivized to really be clear about that because we just move over to the Moderna vaccine and vice versa. You know, it didn't have to be that way. We could have been stuck with one lifeboat, but we don't have that problem. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a moment where we, we just really should realize what this is. This is not a political moment. This is not actually a place where we can let that take over. And I'll tell you why. Because, you know, this is something that we have to do together. And, and we're left with the same world. It's not like some of us will end up with a world in which there's one took enough vaccine and the COVID's there, and the others will end up in another world in which we got rid of COVID. It's, you know, we're, this is a choice that's going to happen for everyone, right? And so that means that we have to be willing to even talk to people with whom we disagree and take politics out of it and realize that, you know, we need to choose the common good together. We've got to do what's good for our families for ourselves and for one another. And, you know, there's no one who can plausibly argue that the risks of taking a vaccine um, are far greater or even slightly comparable to the risks of getting COVID. You would much rather have the worst consequences of a vaccine that we've seen so far, which is merely a strong allergic reaction and not a death. Um, That's the only step that we've seen confirmed that's the most severe and it's very rare. Um, frankly, these two vaccines from Moderna and Pfizer, may, I mean, they're among the most efficacious and safe vaccines that have ever been made. Wow. It's stunning, frankly, when you look at the data, how good they are compared to many other vaccines that we've used. Hmm. And we just locked out in so many ways. And so we should take them, not because it's political. And I would tell you, you got to be willing to talk across the aisle to people that we disagree with and work through that and not bring politics in it, into it so we can actually do this and make a good choice together. Dr. S. Joshua Swamidas is with us. He's a scientist, physician, and associate professor of laboratory and genomic medicine, Washington University in St. Louis. Um, Josh, I think it's kind of ironic if you think about our past conversations where we've talked about the elevation of science in American culture and how there are many people that talk about science like it can solve everything, right? Science, you know, is like the ultimate way that the secular America is going to solve all of our problems. And we don't need, you know, we don't need art. We don't need history. We don't need philosophy. We certainly don't need religion because all we need is science. But when we're confronted with something like this, that really is a triumph of scientists or of science and scientists, it seems like a lot of people just don't want it. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, Martin Luther King Day was just, uh, was it last week, I think, or the week before? Yeah, just last week. Last yeah. week, last Monday. He talked a lot about science, and he would stand back and often talk about the wonder of technological progress that has turned the world into a neighborhood, he said. 
But he would also write, he'd also write, I mean, in one of, I think, the most poignant uh, places he wrote this is in, uh, in what's called uh, Paul's Letter to the American Church, where he pretends to be the Apostle Paul writing a letter to the American Church, right? <laughs> and in the sermon, he, he talks and he says, you know, um, you, you really, I mean, your technological and scientific advancements are amazing, but where has your moral advancement been? That seems to be deficient. So here's the thing when it comes to this, you know, science can deliver, well, I mean, it's not like a vending machine. We really lucked out. It did not have to be this good. We just got two phenomenal vaccines. There's probably going to be more coming. We have, a, we, have a, we have a moment right now. But here's the thing. Science can't convince your neighbor or you to take it. The fact of the matter is that quite a large number of Americans are probably just going to leave it on the table and not do anything with it. And then, you know, we can't actually, you know, science can't actually make sure that it's available in the third world. Here's something that's deeply counterintuitive to, to many of us. You know, we're far more connected to one another than we imagine. I think that's one of the things the pandemic taught, taught us. What is not a viable strategy is to eradicate it in the United States, but not in Africa. Right. It's not going to be a viable strategy to, to, to clear it out of Europe, but to leave it, you know, smoldering in, in India. Or China, that, that's not going to work. Uh, we're far more connected than this virus, and in a way that this virus really reminds us, we actually have to deal with that. Now, one thing that's come up, and I want to, and I think this is an important misunderstanding to really dispel. Some people think that if we all get exposed to the virus, then we'll reach something called herd immunity. All right, as if that's inevitable. It's kind of like when you either take the vaccine, or I'm going to expose to it naturally, and we'll all eventually get there. So that's like the ultimate end. I want to tell you that that is not inevitable. That, that, that's, that's really misunderstanding some key things. You know, a large number of viruses, perhaps a majority of them, never reach herd immunity. And we worried about that with COVID because it turns out even if you get infected naturally, it may not, that, that immunity may not last long uh, compared to from the vaccine. The vaccine, the response to the vaccine is actually far stronger than the, than the response from a natural infection. So what that means is that one really scary reality could be having COVID with us always, kind of like the flu, bouncing between the hemispheres, never going away. There's just it's just there all the time, and we never able to get rid of it. Wouldn't that be horrible? That is horrible. I had not considered that. So all the more reason uh, why the public sector has to engage and say, get that vaccine while you can get it. I mean, make it available to as many people as possible. Of course, you know, the rollout's very slow, but uh, hopefully soon and very soon, by the end of this year, the large majority of people, at least in this country and then around the world, will become vaccinated. That, uh, that's the hope, I believe. Yeah, and we should do what we can to help people in other countries. I mean, we're lucky. We actually have, we're going to have the opportunity. I mean, I think Fauci said, by like April or May or so, um, everyone will be able to go get it. That, that's phenomenal. That's great. Remember, to really beat this, it's not just about our neighbor taking it, meaning our neighbor across the street. It's also making sure that people in India get an opportunity to. People in South America, in Africa, really everyone needs to get an opportunity to take this. It's, um, it's probably never linked the globe in a common humanitarian cause uh, like this every, I mean, this has probably never really happened in quite the same way ever before. I mean, we, we really need to all do better together. So it's an all right, that's Dr. S. Josh, 
Sorry to have to cut you off, Josh. Uh, Radio is telling us it is time to go. S. Joshua Swami Das, a scientist, physician, associate professor of laboratory and genomic medicine at Washington University, St. Louis. Thank you, Josh, for bringing your expertise to the program again. My pleasure. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for his lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. Together, we can turn a stairwell into an ER at a moment's notice. Together, we can turn a rescue ship for refugees into a maternity ward. Together, we can vaccinate 710,000 people in just 11 days. Together, we are Doctors Without Borders. Doctors Without Borders goes where others don't to provide life-saving medical care. Learn more at doctorswithoutborders.org. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. Expect three to six inches of snow before dawn Sunday through late Monday night. For tonight, breezy this evening, mostly cloudy skies, snow at times, accumulating a coating to an inch, low 18. Tomorrow, clouds and sun, the high 24. Tomorrow night, areas of low clouds with a low of 16. Saturday, we'll see times of clouds and sunshine. Saturday, will reach a high of 29. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. 
makes sense. What makes sense? The suspension bridge. Okay, now I know that the suspension bridge works, clearly. I mean, we have a Golden Gate Bridge that's, you know, reminding us of that. There's one down in West Virginia. Well, we have have our own suspension bridges right here in Pittsburgh. We could talk about a whole lot of them. But here's my question. Good friend of mine, Daniel, lives in uh, Indonesia on the island of Java. Mm -hmm. And he posted some pictures a few weeks ago that I I haven't been able to get out of my head. It's the... um, it's this new suspension bridge believed to be the longest in Southeast Asia. Now, this suspension bridge, and you're going to understand when I describe it to you. Do you know the kind that are just like little slats of wood? Oh, I've been on those. Okay, exactly. Right. So for people who haven't been on those, they are they stretch between, you know, two kind of cliff sides, mm-hmm. usually in, in remote regions. Very perilous. And you have on the side, I mean, they're only big enough for maybe two people to walk by one another on. Yeah. Okay. And the sides are like maybe netting. Okay. Maybe. I find them so terrifying that I just, I I can't even think of it. Now, listen, this one is, I'm going to translate it into yards. It's 266 yards long. Wow. Wow. Think That's how long fabulous. that is. fabulous. Look how long that and is. And it's 135 yards off of the floor. It's almost three football fields okay. long. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's Gigantic. sickening. And I have to tell you, walking across that does not make sense. I, I can't, like, if I need to get to the other side, I'm just going to determine mm. that it's God's will that I don't go there. The marvel of uh, modern engineering is what it is. Does Isn't that make sense so to you? so beautiful. Yeah, it does make sense oh, to God, me. Oh, God, John. Yeah, 100%. Get out of here. Yeah. There's no way. That's crazy town. I love it so much. Yeah, that's very good. Suspension bridges makes uh, okay. We were shopping the other day. Uh, I'm with one of my kids. He was like, "I'd like to, you know, uh, make some grilled cheese sandwiches." So you know what he settled on? Hmm. Individually wrapped pieces no! of American cheese. No, not craft singles. Individually wrapped. Now, what is the deal with this? Does not make sense to me. Why are we wrapping individual slices of fake cheese? We shouldn't be. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. It really doesn't. You know what? Because you're not individually wrapping slices of cheese. You're wrapping pasteurized processed cheese food. Or plastic is what it feels like. something else. I wonder if they sold that at Subway. I wonder what they'd call it. (laughs) Anyway, that fake cheese wrapped individually, that makes no sense. Suspension bridges, on the other hand, that makes perfect sense. Not neither. W-O-R-D. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music. New music from Jordan St. Cyr. Fire. You've walked me through fire. Light it up by Tarion. And next to me by Jordan Feliz. Right next to me. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. Guess which wireless carrier now has stronger expanded coverage? Patriot Mobile. Not only that, but they're committed to support conservative values instead of the companies that don't like Planned Parenthood and other liberal causes. Right now, they're offering new expanded coverage choices that blanket America. Yes, it's true. And here's more reasons to switch. They're the 
the only Christian conservative wireless service provider in America. Now rated number one in customer satisfaction of all wireless companies. And when you talk to their U.S.-based customer service team, you get real answers. Again, new expanded coverage on dependable nationwide 4G LTE networks. Switch and support today with every call. Sanctity of life. Discounts for first responders and veterans. Support for the First and Second Amendment. Call 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. That's 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Gorka. Patriot Mobile, the country's only Christian conservative wireless provider. I was a little bit surprised but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. They were just as eager or more eager than we were. I think that goes back to considering them part of our family. I think they feel a part of our family, and their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. The day you've been dreaming of all your life should be one you never forget. Bistro to Go Catering creates unique and dazzling wedding celebrations customized to your individual taste. Journey with Bistro Chef through exquisite sample menus incorporating only the freshest and most delicious ingredients. Your Bistro Wedding Consultant will seamlessly coordinate your vision with your budget to create your signature day. An enchanting celebration you and your guests will remember forever. Your journey begins at bistroandcompany.com. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. Whether you're a believer or not, the political landscape in this country is fraught with anger, resentment, just ugliness on every level. And I think it's just the rare person who tries to rise above that, to to meet your political opposite and find some truth and common ground in that. Dr. Tim Mulehoff is back with us. Dr. Mulehoff is professor of communication at Biola University, the author of Winsome Persuasion, Christian influence in a post-Christian world. And Tim, welcome back to the show. You did something really interesting. Uh, Please tell us uh, this story. I just think it's fabulous. Well, thanks, John. So there's a wonderful group we've mentioned on our podcast, the Winsome Conviction podcast at Biola University. It's called All Sides. And they have a great website if you want to take up a look at a news story and see what the left, right, and center has to say about it. It's just wonderfully done. Well, they did this National Speak to Your Political Opposite Day. So you had to fill out a survey. You got matched with a person. And then on uh, last Saturday, you got a chance to spend a one-hour Zoom conversation with that person. So I got paired up with, we'll call her Pam. Uh, She's going to be on our podcast, but she doesn't know I'm doing this. So I'm going to change her name to Pam. She is an ardent Democrat. She loves President Biden, really does not like uh, former President Trump, has been in a same-sex relationship for 26 years and got married as soon as it was legally possible. She's um, pro-choice with no qualifications. It's a woman's body. It's always her right to choose. 
And she gets paired up with me, a Biola professor. Biola stands for the Biblical Institute of Los Angeles. <laughs> and I am pro-life. Uh, I'm pro-traditional marriage. And uh, we got together and had a great conversation. Really? Oh, my gosh. I love everything about this. Okay, what a mind-bending experience and yeah. how valuable. Talk about what you guys, like, did you chat? Did you have predetermined questions? Yeah, uh, no predetermined questions. Um, we talked, to, she lives in Washington, and I okay. live here in California. And she, she lives there, in D- Washington, D.C.? Yeah, Washington, D.C., Okay. Where there are no Republicans, she said, none, zero, zip. <laughs> I mean, they, they do not exist in Washington, D.C. And she asked me very tentatively about masks. She goes, now, can I ask what you think about mask wearing? And, and we had common ground. I said, I'm a big proponent of mask wearing, and I think we should do it and, you know, everything like that. So we're just having a great conversation. I commended her. Uh, I've been married for 30 years, and I said, boy, 26 years. That is quite a commitment to a person. And she laughed and she said, well, it's not easy. Um, uh, There's a lot of struggle, a lot of conflict. I said, that's funny because my wife says it's been the easiest thing she's ever done being married. (laughs) So she laughed, which was really good. And uh, and I said, well, you know, let's jump in. I just have some questions I would just love to ask you. And so we talked about um, same sex marriage. And I said, here's my position is I think if you're a tax paying citizen of the United States, you have a right with some limitations to marry whomever you want. And, and there was a pause. And she said, what limitations? And I said, well, for example, you couldn't marry a minor. And she goes, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. No, you're right. I said, and you couldn't marry multiple people legally. And she said, oh, no, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. So I said, so I have a bit of a problem with this love is love kind of thing. And she goes, no, we're, yep, I'm with you, I'm with you. So we had a great conversation about that, um, about what it means to be committed for so long and the ups and downs and all that kind of stuff. That It was, it was just great. Then we moved on to the pro-life issue. And I said, now, Pam, help me – Help me understand how I should talk about this because this isn't like the same sex situation. This is, I believe, the fetus is human. So we have to protect the rights of the fetus as well as protect your rights. And I said, listen, I, I was taught by one of the top feminist theorists in the world. And so I absolutely know what's happened to women and their bodies. And I understand when you say, this is my body, keep your hands off of it. I understand that in light of the abuse that it's happened. But to me, this is a different situation. What do we do to protect the rights of the fetus? And then, oh, I mean, it was great. And she, and, and she said, I'm just really afraid of opening Pandora's box. If we say you can't get an abortion for this reason, then pretty soon we're saying I can't get an abortion. And I'm like, okay, hang on, but do we have to go there? I don't know if we have to go there so quickly. Can we think about, so it, it was a great conversation. Um, I, I, I left very encouraged. Um, there was something nice. I don't know how else to say this. There was something nice that we didn't owe each other anything and we're going to see mm-hmm. each other the next day. Yeah. And we could just say what we felt 
And I said to her over and over, please know I am not representing Biola University. And, you know, and some of the things that I'm saying, this is, these are my opinions and, you know, different things like that. But there was something really freeing about uh, having this conversation. I'm not going to have to go to work with this person the next day. Does that make sense? <laughs> right. Yeah, it mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. So, Tim, I mean, I, I love this so much. I mean, what it were that we were all able to engage in conversations like this uh, on a regular basis. But I, I'm sure, you know, knowing, you know, maybe an, an hour or two before you sat down and did the Zoom conversation, you had to have a little pit in your stomach. I did. I did. And I didn't. I, I did. But I knew that this was low risk for me. Right. This isn't a person from my community. This isn't a person I'm going to see. But the group that sponsored it. So there's a group I learned that works in harmony with the all sides um, organization. They're called Living Room Conversations. So to me, John and Kathy, this is the exciting application of this. So they they gave a, a quick introduction to Living Room Conversations. And this is how this works. So me and my wife would invite two of our friends, and then if we invited you, Kathy, and we knew we we were kind of political opposites, you would invite two of your friends. And obviously this is pre-COVID, so it could work via Zoom. You come over to our house, we have dinner, and then we have a conversation over dessert in the living room. We set a limit to it, an hour, and then we get into the political and social issues Knowing I've invited two of my friends, you invited two of yours, and we just had dinner together and and hopefully surfaced a bunch of commonalities and laughed about things. And now we're going to have this conversation and we know it's going to end in an hour. And then we're going to have dessert. Mm. I think think that's a great idea that communities could do with each other. Love it. I love it. Okay, um, so what so but here but here's the thing. You have to as a prerequisite for doing that, Tim, you have to have a sense of, you know, a confidence in your position, but also a sense of humility that you're going mm. into it looking eager to ask a question and actually hear a response from someone who's different than you. You know, you're absolutely right, Kathy, because Pam even said that at the end. She said, hey, I hope you don't take offense at this. This was a little disappointing. And I said, oh, how so? And she said, well, I think the people who really need to have these conversations, I don't think they were here today. Like, like I think we were the middle, the middle mm-hmm. that wants to mm-hmm. talk to each other. And, and she right. said, I only mean middle in temperament, not ideology. Mm-hmm. She said, I, I'm an ardent Democrat, but I don't want to yell. I don't want to argue. So I'm up for this. And I'm afraid we didn't get the people that really needed to be here because they're the ones who don't want to talk and they're the ones that are attacking people on social media. But here's what I said to her, but Pam, don't discount the middle, even if it's just temperament. If there was a groundswell of the middle, if we all got to talking to each other in civil, cordial ways, which is at the heart of what I do with the Winsome Conviction Project, then we, we, uh, that'd be a great thing to do. Right. Because the problem is, Tim, if you invited these you know, people over to your house and all of a sudden they weren't the middle, and then all of a sudden at dessert, there's a piece of bunt cake coming at your head. <laughs> but, I, but one, I love bunt cake. I do. I do. I love a good piece of bunt cake um, with chocolate on it. But, uh, but you know you got an hour. There's something nice about that. Hey, in an hour, we're done. 
We're gonna call, yeah. we're gonna be done, right. and we're gonna have dessert. Yeah, yeah. There was some, there was something really nice about that. We've all agreed it's gonna be an hour, even if this is going great, because right. we know if it's not going right. great, yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. gonna kind of run out the clock. So right, okay, cool and, about that. right. It's not it's not like you're going on a weekend retreat with these people. Um, okay, right, right. Right. Last question. Okay. I only have a couple minutes left. I want to make sure I get oh, sure. this in, Tim. Um, what? Now that you've talked to somebody who is an ardent Democrat, who's involved in a same-sex long-term relationship, how has your, next time you see someone online who is an ardent Democrat in a same-sex relationship, will your attitude toward them be different? Uh, Yes. I I know many people in long-term same-sex marriages uh, and relationships. So that that didn't change me much. I, I actually have quite a bit of couples that we know that are super committed, great parents. So that didn't shake it that much. Uh, the fact that she was a very cordial, hard left person, that's nice. That, that'll change my perspective. So can I tell you the rest of the story real quick as we end? Yeah, yeah. please go ahead. Yeah. So, so we do a podcast called the Winsome Conviction Podcast. It's based on the new book we have out called Winsome Conviction. Uh, so I asked her to be on the podcast and mm. she agreed to do it. Wow. So she's going to come on our podcast, and I, I made a promise to her. I said, listen, when it's done being recorded, you will get the recording, and you will fully vet it. And mm-hmm. we will not – I promise this is not an ambush. And if there's any part of that recording you don't like, you can scrap the entire recording, or you can change part of it and said, oh, that came off kind of weird how I said that, and I'd rather not – fine. We, we have producers who can take that out. So she's agreed to do it, and in two weeks, she's on our podcast. That is awesome. We've actually – yeah. So I'm so excited about that. Fabulous. Well, clearly, minds weren't changed but at least you were able to humanize each other. And next time you see or read, you don't grit your teeth and clench your fist about those other guys. Yeah, and the humanizing part, John, let's not take that for granted. That is huge. Donald Trump is a person. Joe Biden is a person. And we, we can't attack caricatures. We have to embrace them at the personal level and disagree with them and affirm them. But we need to remember that these are people and we need to be praying for them, their marriages, their parenting. Um, uh, Donald Trump's transition out of the White House has got to be difficult. And President Biden's transition into the White House has got to be difficult in a land of COVID and all these financial pressures and stuff like that. So let's pray uh, for these individuals as they do what we try to do, and that is navigate life. Dr. Tim Muehlhoff, professor of communication at Biola University, author of Winsome Persuasion, Christian Influence in a Post-Christian World. Tim, great to talk to you. As always, guys, thank you. Our great pleasure. Winsome Persuasion, Tim Muehlhoff. Come back in a few minutes. We're going to talk about elopement makes a gigantic comeback. You're going to run away and get married, John? See you at the altar. Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Brr, isn't it chilly? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, snuggling up to a nice warm bowl of homemade soup. Winter on our farm means my brother Sam and his guys are trying to stay warm as they feed all the groups of cows, calves, and heifers out in the elements, milk the 100-cow herd twice a day, and handle all that comes with a working dairy farm, no matter what the weather is. Winter at the Springhouse store means a little slower pace, so it's a great time for our cooks to 
try out new main dishes, new sides, and new soup recipes like the one I'm enjoying, vegetarian chili. The bakers are even getting in on the act and trying new desserts, too, like chocolate cherry cordial. Stop by for lunch or supper and see what new creations they've come up with today. Good old-fashioned cooking featuring all-natural, farm-fresh ingredients and lots of TLC. The Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Word FM and Trinity Jewelers celebrate wedding stories now through February 12th. We want to hear yours. Click the Wedding Stories banner at WordFM.com to share a funny, moving, or inspirational story of your own for a chance at great prizes. You could win dinner on us or one of our grand prizes, including a diamond necklace valued over $1,000, a $350 overnight stay at Buell Mansion, or a $250 photo storage media conversion package. Sponsored in part by Joe Ford, your financial advisor with Edward Jones and by Salem Media Group. Enter at wordfm.com slash contest. Last Labor Day, Greg Laurie premiered an online cinematic crusade called A Rush of Hope. People would comment on my social media. I loved it. I watched it five, six, seven, eight times and then wanting to share it with friends. But now you can watch it whenever you want because A Rush of Hope is on DVD. And also we have a downloadable version and so we want to send the special copy for your gift of any size. Available at harvest.org. I have a, a niece who lives in Oregon who is planning a big wedding for this summer. And uh, just on Monday morning, she sent out an email saying, wedding has been canceled. We're going to elope instead. And uh, that dovetails with a piece I saw uh, at the Wall Street Journal magazine. Elopement makes a major comeback amidst the pandemic. And uh, there's an organization called Simply Eloped that has booked 6,000 elopements over the past year. Wow. Uh, recent interest in elopements is at an all-time high because people, you know, it's there's a, just uncertainty. Are you gonna? Who's gonna show up? Who's gonna be vaccinated? How? What about travel mm-hmm. plans? Yada yada. Uh, so keep it simple. Hotels have also gathered around this. They've offered elopement packages, so you can, you know, spend a weekend at a hotel, the two of you together. They offer, you know, uh, a pastor or one of those wackadoodle, you know, spiritual, whatever those people are and uh, (laughs) get married and, you know, keep it simple. That's all. Wow. I think I just love the fact that so many people still want to get married. Yeah, that's good. I think that's great. I I wonder, you know, when it's all over, if you'll see a rise, is there, you know, a spike upwards in marriages? Yeah. I. I, Or a spike upwards in divorces as well. Well, 
I don't know. I mean, there was there's a spike upward in smoking and drinking. We established that in, <laughs> early in today's show. <laughs> yeah, I guess there is. I don't know. There's I mean, just, there's just a lot of a everything. spike upwards in prayer as well, right? Because mm-hmm. we could all use prayer and be uh, praying. That's for sure. It's, it's I mean, I, awesome. do you wish that you would have eloped? Oh, no. No, no right. I loved my wedding. Yeah, I loved my wedding. No, we had a great yeah. wedding. I loved it so much. Yeah. We had it. My we happiest had, memories. Right. Yeah, I en- I enjoyed uh, the wedding too, but I just for people who are getting married now, like if some if a good friend of mine said they wanted to elope, I'd be like, good Heck for yeah, you. Yeah, man, you go for it. You get uh, married, and then we'll have a big party when we all get a shot in the arm. Very nice. Okay, well we're or having two a big shots party. in the arm. Two shots. <laughs> Listen, uh, the podcast is is up and running, I believe, after we leave the air, even though we yes. weren't streaming today. That's very yeah. good. All Hopefully, right. we'll be streaming again tomorrow on Facebook. All right. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Have yourself a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.